Section 43 of Loss of the Sultana by Chester D. Berry. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 43. Stephen M. Gaston. I was born January 11, 1850, at Centerville, Wayne County, Indiana, and am, perhaps, the youngest ex-prisoner of war, if not the youngest soldier that was in the service. I enlisted in the service of the United States at Indianapolis, Indiana, October 19, 1863, in Company K, 9th Indiana Volunteer Cavalry, 121st Regiment. Was captured by General Forrest's troops at Sulphur Branch Trestle, September 25, 1864, while on our way to relieve the troops stationed in Athens, Alabama, and was confined as a prisoner of war until about the 10th of April, 1865, at Cahaba, Alabama, when we were formally exchanged. Were sent from Cahaba to the mouth of Tom Bigby River, up that river to Gainesville, thence to West Point, Meridian, and Jackson, Mississippi, to Black River, where the commissioners had established a camp of exchange. Comrades, it did my very soul good to see the old flag floating in the breezes once more, proclaiming to the world that it still floats, and is able to shelter those who desire its protection. Many shed tears, a few shouted, but the majority were too overcome to give vent to their feelings, and said, Thank God we are surely exchanged, and will not be returned to that hell-hole of misery again. After crossing the river, we were taken to parole camp, about four miles from Vicksburg, and after some little rest in camp, we were ordered, that is, I was along with others, for at parole camp nearly every regiment in the service was represented, on board the Sultana, to the number, I always understood, of twenty-three hundred. Sixteen of that number belonged to Company K, Ninth Indiana Cavalry. We arrived at Memphis safely, and discharged some two hundred hogsheads of sugar, and also some horses. I found a hogshead of sugar broken, as soldiers always do find, and my comrade, William Block, and I filled everything we could find with sugar, intending to eat the sugar and hardtack while going up the river to our destination. We stored our sugar in front of the pilot house at our heads, for we had made this place our bunk and turned in for the night. Our evening dreams were sweet, for we had eaten about two pounds of sugar each, and then were we not going home to see our loved ones who had mourned for us as dead? We dreamed the soldiers' dreams of home and loved ones, of camp life, of the battle and the prison, the scanty fare and the cruel guards, when suddenly our dreams were broken. I felt myself raised to a height, and then a crash came. The smokestack had fallen directly on the pilot-house, crushing it down almost on us. I felt for Block and called his name, but no answer came. The cries of the wounded were heard all around me. I was a prisoner again, for a network of rubbish surrounded me. The stack above the remnant of the wheelhouse behind the boat was on fire, and directly below some poor fellows were wedged in at my right hand and begged for help. I was helpless and could render no assistance. 
they soon smothered from the heat and smoke. After trying again and again, I finally extricated myself, and going to the hatchway or steps, I found my way obstructed and debris scattered everywhere. I finally concluded to jump to the lower deck, but found I could swing down on the breaching of the stack. I did so, and, oh, God, what a sight! I was on the bow of the boat and could not see aft, but what misery I did see was enough for me. Men were crying, praying, swearing, and begging, wounded in every shape, some with broken legs and arms, others scalded, burnt, and dying. Their cries made the already dark night hideous, lighted up by the now fiercely burning boat. My senses remained, and I thought it would be best to try some mode of escape. I was wounded and badly scraped from my exertion to get from under the smokestack. On looking around, I found an empty flour barrel, and divesting myself of clothing, I jumped into the chilling waters. Taking the precaution to see that no person was near, I was fortunate to get clear of the boat without encountering anyone, although two or three tried to get to me, but drowned before reaching me. I saw at least twenty men drown at once. As fast as one would feel he was drowning, he would clutch at the nearest, and I believe many a bold swimmer was drowned that night who could have saved himself, if alone. I was finally rescued by a lifeboat from the steamer Bostonia, and taken to the cabin of that steamer in a cramped and exhausted condition, and was then taken in an ambulance to Overton Hospital. After remaining there three days, was sent to the soldiers' retreat, then with some three hundred others, forwarded to Camp Chase, Ohio. I stopped at Terre Haute, my home, and followed in the evening to Indianapolis, thence to Camp Chase, from which place I ran away and reported back to Indianapolis, to Adjutant General Noble, and was given transportation home and a pass for twenty days was discharged at Indianapolis, June 28, 1865. My occupation is that of engineer of Eagle Mills. End of section 43